You're now tuned in to the Cooler Talk Sports Podcast, hosted by your favorite bench warmers, Jeremy Odina and Tucson Brown, bringing analysis from the Gatorade Cooler straight to your ears. Do you believe that you've done anything to create a tone where this kind of violence would be encouraged? I hope not. I truly hope not. Get that guy out of here. Get him out of here. In the good old days, this doesn't happen because they used to treat them very, very rough. And when they protested once, you know, they would not do it again so easily. In the good old days, they'd rip him out of that seat so fast. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. All right, yeah, get him out. Try not to hurt him. If you do, I'll defend you in court. Don't worry about it. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. All right, get him out of here, please. Get him out. Get him out of here. Knock the crap out of him, would you? Seriously. Okay? Just knock the hell. So much fun. I love it. I love it. Hello, everybody. The votes are counted. The election is done. Today is our Philip Rivers, Mark Grace, John Havlicek episode. You guessed it. That means number 17. Today, we are definitely going to cover the election. We have all our election talk. We have some NBA talk as far as our contenders so far and our championship predictions. Yes, we're going to go championship predictions already. Seven games in. We don't care. We're going to go NFL a little bit later on in the show. We have our midseason grades. We have some MVP discussion. There's a lot of MVP contenders, and we have to get to them. We have to talk about them. Very important. But first and foremost, and definitely not least, we have to talk about Trump. We do. Sadly. If he didn't win, I'd definitely prefer that because we wouldn't have to talk about him. But he did, so we got him. Exactly. And so initially, you know, I went to bed. I was watching the election, and I think Trump at the point was up maybe – 20 electoral votes, and I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I have a strong feeling that he just might win. It just is not feeling too well. It feels like Hillary was fighting from behind. And I know how the election works. I know, understand that just because somebody's up at the time does not mean that they are up for good because 90% of the time, only a fraction of the votes are in. They only have a fraction of the votes counted. And whenever that happens, I still get that that internally. You get that, that feeling. You're just like, man, this. I have a feeling whoever I want to win is not going to win. And so I went to bed. I was entirely too tired to stay up for it. You know, I'm, I'm s- somewhat of an early sleeper anyway. And I woke up like at 3.30 in the morning. And lo and behold, I had to check Twitter. And I seen just people in mass hysteria just going nuts. Just talking about how, how they want to leave the country and what it means for their kids. And it was very, very scary to think about. And for maybe the next half hour, I just sat there in disbelief that we have not just a reality TV star as our president, but a bigot, an open, overt racist, a misogynist, somebody who openly and has been caught 
sexualizing and objectifying women and who has a pending rape case. Dozens of women have come out and spoke about his abuse. And people still found it fit to vote this man as our president. And one may argue that maybe the president doesn't have necessarily that much influence over our day-to-day lives. But the problem is here, this is my biggest problem, is obviously I have a problem with him being our sole representative of our country. But at the same time, what, what really scares me is now that, not that people all of a sudden have a pass, but being a racist in today's society is not particularly loved. It's not as, as normal to be an overt and open racist as it was in the 60s, 30s, 20s, and so on. And what scares me the most is the fact that now people may feel a little bit differently about that. They may feel like they have a voice now, that somebody sees it their way, and they may feel a bit more empowered. I have a feeling that this is really the beginning of, of, of something terrible. And it not only because of just him as a person and his beliefs, but what, what those beliefs are going to have an impact on in, in our policies and how we deal with people overseas. And uh, Tucson, let's get to you. What was your reaction and, and what was your initial thoughts? It was, it was sad. Like, dude, I'm just, I was watching... And the first I'm like, all right, he's doing better than I thought he would. And then, like, it it got serious. I was like, whoa, he's going to win. Like, he's really about to win. And it was just like the realization started setting and more and more, like, the hope just started disappearing. And I literally started drinking because I just couldn't believe my I, – I couldn't believe it. It was so depressing. Um, I just – I find – I'm sorry, I – I, I try to find some type of silver silver lining in this, and it it's really hard for me to do to do that. Yeah, I, I literally started drinking. Pinky was crying. My girlfriend Pinky was crying just because we really felt like we we lost, like our generation lost, like everything. Not even just our generation, but everything. Like me being a minority, um, and like everything, like just minorities and like all these rights that people have fought for all the progress that we made literally was just like done in one night like it was it felt like it was just kind of all taken back literally in one night by electing a man who was overtly unapologetically racist sexist just just really a bigot in general so it it just felt it felt kind of scary i'm not gonna lie you know when you when you go to these trump well not when you go i've never been to one but I've seen videos, you know, people at these Trump things. I hear them say, hang that nigger, talking about Obama, burn the bitch. Like, it's like, it it literally reminds me of, like, the things you see, you've seen in, like, crowds in, like, the 50s. Like, these angry, racist what uh, crowds in the 50s. So it was scary, like, is that the type of America that we're coming in? I think I've seen, I seen somewhere in Tennessee... Outside of a polling place, a bunch of people, uh, white power signs, Confederate flags, make America, you know, white again. Literally, they they took out grades for white. This morning, the KKK was on top of a bridge in North Carolina celebrating. So, I mean, for a minority, when you see these things, it's scary because 
like a lot of times America likes to hide its history, but you really peel back. This place has not been great for most of its history to people other than white males. Or you can even say just white people in general. I mean, I'm, I'm, women got it bad, but yeah, if, if you weren't a white male, then this place was not really, <laughs> it wasn't great for you. You were a second-class citizen. You always treated as such. So it just seems like we took that progress, and not even just progress in that, progress in environment. Like, if anyone knows me, I'm really big into the environment, but he doesn't believe it. Climate change is real. He thinks it's a hoax made by the Chinese. That's literally what he said. So it just seems like a lot of the progress that we seem like we were making, you know. It, but then again, if you really think about this, this is perfectly what America is. Every time we see progress, especially I, I, black black progress, you know, we've had the first black president. Every time we see this type of progress, it's always met with immediate backlash of trying to strip away it. When when there was slavery, when the slavery was abolished, we got Jim Crow. It's almost perfectly American, really. Donald Trump, someone endorsed by the KKK, following up the black pre- of the black the first black president, because that's really what America has always been. Yeah, and I think the scariest thing is this guy could have he could have easily be lying and saying all these things to get votes, like all the xenophobia, all the um, hate against Muslims, Mexicans, like all this stuff. He could have easily been saying this to get votes. The scariest thing is though the people. There's people who out there who agreed with him. He could easily be lying and manipulating people, but there's a huge group of people like that in the United States that agree with him and feel this way about these, these about people, your friends, us. And I, I think that is the scariest thing. And he's exciting that, and he's planning these flames of hate that really could take hold of the country. And it looks like it's starting to. Yeah, I agree. Like, And what was the most scariest thing for me was, like, I, like, here's my, my feeling. When people were feeling like anybody but Trump, anybody, just please, just not Trump, I couldn't stand that narrative because, number one, I don't feel like Hillary is is the best person. Number one, like, I just don't feel like she's, number one, that great of an option. And I agree. I, like, if people don't know, I'm half Haitian, and her her husband, and, you know, she was a big political person even when her husband was, was in office, really really screwed up Haiti and it really it like that really resonates with me like admittedly and on on the record screwed up a lot of Haiti and really hurt their economy during the 90s so that's one thing that, that really like sticks with me just just to put it out there so i did, i felt like i had no choice like to me i don't if if there's no good option there then what is the point to me in voting but i got to the point where i was like even though I don't like any of these candidates, even though there's nobody out there for me, let me find out about these third-party people. And I don't obviously believe that they actually have a chance. Doesn't really have a chance in actually winning. Yeah. But I'd feel guilty, I guess, at the end of the day, if I just didn't. I feel like it, like I had to do something. And I voted for Jill Stein because she most aligns with my line of belief, my line of thinking. And I feel like I got a lot, just a lot, of, a lot out of that. Just a little bit of satisfaction knowing that I had some kind of, I guess you could say, say in what was going to go down. A clear conscience. Kind of exactly. Something. It clear my conscience a little bit. And like you said, it, like these, these guys may not affect my everyday life as far as me getting up in the morning to go to the store and buy a bag of groceries 
and and me going home safely and making it home. That might not happen. But the people that I'm going to encounter every day in my work life, I'm going to encounter every day in my social life, are going to be in my face and feel like they have some kind of one-up or leg-up on me. And I I can feel it permeating in society where ever since these unarmed black men have been and women have been gunned down and in cold blood by a lot of these crooked police officers, I felt that that the tides were changing, that I was finally able to see people who I felt were close friends, who people I felt like were really in my corner, and as much as I'd be in their corner for whatever cause they stood up for, as long as it was obviously an actual cause, and really turned their back on a lot of the minority friends, uh, their, their LBGTQ friends, anybody who may not identify with being a straight white male or a woman and for that matter and it, it really showed really what our pre- like our our society is like let's think about the history of this ever since this country has been formed we've had a racist as a, as our president slave owners majority like can we honestly come to the conclusion that majority of our presidents have been racist is that fair to say? Um, there's probably been a few that haven't. A, a few. In the the vast majority of our presence have been racist. And Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean yeah, I mean like the only ones that come to mind that aren't is Obama well because he's actually black, so I don't think he I mean I doubt he's racist. I mean he, he I don't think he did enough for the the community. No, I'm not saying Obama's racist. Like I'm saying, like we've had forty now, forty-five presidents. The no, vast no, I'm majority. Saying, I'm thinking of presidents who aren't racist. So I'm saying Obama is one. Probably Jimmy Carter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like you got a couple people. Uh, maybe Roosevelt, Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Roosevelt. Who'd you say? Maybe Abe Lincoln. I even heard things that Abe Lincoln was actually. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard the same exact thing as well. That just because the Emancipation Proclamation happened does not mean that he believed that black people were actually humans. He still believed that we were not human. So that's that's very arguable. But just to throw a bone in there, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, is you one, you yeah. really have to actually search and scratch and find and think about who has led our country and has not been a racist. Yeah, and I I'd like to even say like I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think. You say that it won't affect you, but, like, you know, maybe just the people around you. But I, I really think these things will affect us policy-wise because they always have. Like, like if, if you look back on everything from Nixon's war on crime to Reagan's war on drugs to super predators, Bill, Bill Clinton's crime bill, all these racist agenda type laws and bills have actually greatly drastically hurt minorities and you can even say not even just that's just minority black and mostly black that's really hurt black communities and and hispanics but you can also say bathroom bills uh mike pence his vice president thinks that electroshock treatment works for for turning gay people straight i think you misunderstood what i was saying i was saying that for the sake of argument that like Maybe like my everyday, just going down the street and, uh, yeah, and, and you know what I mean, going to work every day or something like that. And, and even then, you could just say that it's obvious that that can still be affected. But just for the yeah, sake you, of 
this discussion. Let's say you know what based on my what I was trying to to get across. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I just I I I I, I understand you. I I get what you're saying. It's just I'm not so sure. My point is, I just I'm not sure if that's actually true. Sadly, it it really might be affected. If, if Donald Trump wants to bring back stop and frisk, which is found to be very <laughs> racist in practice. Yeah, I'm, they're going to have something to say about that. You're actually right about that. But it's, like you said, it's it's very scary because, number one, Mike Pence, as you said, his running mate, his vice pre- president, is just as bad of a person as Donald is. And I don't think people are really taking that taking that as serious as they should. I don't think people even probably know who the guy is, to be honest with you. I think if you really just look at, do a little, even just a little bit of research on this guy, it is flagrantly scary how crazy this guy is he was also taking money out of like hiv you want to take money out of hiv research in order to put it into electrical shock uh therapy to to like you said to make gay people quote-unquote straight again yeah and i i've heard about what this i don't know if everybody actually knows what this what this therapy is it's like a like maybe like a year-long program and basically i like i've seen somebody else somebody's testimony who went through this program and the majority of the people, I don't know if it's majority or it was half. I think it was, she said it was half of the people who, while she was there for six months, killed themselves. Like, because what they do is they, what she said was, they make you hate everything about yourself and they, do, they don't do anything to help you build yourself back up. So they basically turn you into a robot, as she described, and it's nuts. It was like what she was saying, like, basically she had to lie to get out of there. So when she left, she still left hating herself because... At the end of it, she still was left with, with the feeling of uh, they just broke her down. Basically, what she's saying. Yeah. So it's it's very scary. Like the fact that these two people have the same line of thinking is absolutely disgusting. I think it's even more disgusting that the the Republicans own the Senate and the House too. So <laughs> they can get a lot of this stuff that they believe, and you know they can get a lot of it through and done. It's not even like like we like Democrats or progressive thinkers are in control of the legislation branch right now. The scary time we live in. I would just say uh, to be positive, just keep fighting. Just because this is happening, I, I feel like we shouldn't take going back to 1950, laying down and letting it happen. I you know I think we should really stand up and fight. If you really like, if you really feel some type of way, you know we need to make our voices heard for the first time really ever because voting clearly doesn't help. Um, especially since Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, so, but yeah, voting really doesn't help. It does not really just to hear our voices heard. So if we're really gonna have to, we're really gonna have to sit and demonstrate that this is this is not right. So you know, if there's any hope in this, that's that's one thing I could say. Yeah, and like here's what I want. One of the last things I want to say as well, that there is no way that you can be moderate on Donald Trump. There's no way you can have an open mind. There is no open mind when it comes to this guy. There's no, well, let's maybe let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can he can help us. Let's see if he can dig us out of some holes maybe we, we've dug ourselves into over the last eight years. There's none of that. He does not care. He does not care about you because you don't make as much money as him. You're not important. There is no moderacy. There is no moderate attitude to, to, fa- to being a fascist, to being a bigot, to being a racist, there's nothing. If you are in a, if you are even, 
if you do not 100% condemn what he says about everything, then you are in agreement. That's what it comes down to, at least in my mind. That's the way I see it. I can't, I can't imagine myself being somewhat okay with anything this guy has, you know, anything about his being. So that's, that's one of my last things I have to say. And, and just like you said, just stay up, guys, because like, at least in, our, in my area, it's going to get pretty rough. A lot of these people don't have a lot of money. They don't make a, a ton of money, and their government funding will be cut. I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. It, it's going to be tough, but at the end of the day, we've like we've been through a lot as people, in, in general, as all people. We've been through a lot as minorities. We've been through a lot as Bostonians, as inner city Bostonians, people who have been forgot about, and people don't actually know that we exist. So. At least in, in uh, people from outside of, of this area. So please, guys, like let's 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 make it. Let's make these last these next four years somewhat positive. Let's just try to find something good out of it. Fight, get loud if you have to. This is what people did back in the day. This is where heroes come from. You know what I'm saying? Like this is where Martin Luther King came from. This is where Malcolm X came from. This is where all those leaders from those 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 really turbulent times when minorities were getting crazily oppressed this is where they come from this is why they were here at one point you know it's where fred hampton come from this is why so if, if we've learned anything from history we learned there's there's always a fight at least stay tuned folks we have our part two of this episode and it will be on basketball so we're gonna get into some sports enough of the politics i know i know it's tough to hear about but gotta talk about it so yeah keep a lock for part two and bring about the freedom of these people by any means necessary. We want freedom by any means necessary. We want justice by any means necessary. We want equality by any means necessary.